With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence! Margaret Erefiend coming out, you stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's gonna take a bump for this, he's gonna bump for I'ma take the bump for you, I'ma take the bump for you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rab Florence and oh man, the lockdown continues, but I'm joined by my my my, my beautiful, beautiful buddy here, Gredo, sitting there across the across the virtual table with me. How you doing, Gredo? I'm alright. I mean I'm a wee bit gutted. I just went and scrolled through Twitter there and apparently Bernison has just pipped two doors down to the best comedy. But do you know what? I'm gonna be with the better man and say, Well done, mate. Congratulations on winning the best comedy award. Best comedy at the RTS Awards. Thanks very much. What I heard was it wasn't it wasn't really a pip. It was a by a mile is what I heard. Right. Get, I mean, get. well, that just shows you. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, what? How many episodes did you do? One episode. One episode, mate. So what? Would it take you a week? Uh, look, never you mind. Never you mind. No, thanks very much. <laughs> Award shows are a lot of nonsense, though. I think everybody should win. Everybody should win the prize. Everybody should win the prize. And hey, let's say there's something else is important. Uh, it was a certain, as we're recording this just now, it's a Wednesday. Uh, I know the show goes out on Friday, but last night, yesterday, was your birthday, Grado. It sure was, yeah. Uh, happy birthday to you, brother. What did you do? Did you do anything special? I've done radio in the morning. I went and worked in the front line for a couple of hours. Come back up the road, and that, that was about mate. I had a steak for my dinner. My girlfriend cooked me a lovely steak. Um, I got, got a message. Aye. I got a wallet, mate. A wallet, a new wallet, nice. Aye, aye, at least fancy one, man. So, <laughs> aye, it was good, mate. Then uh, I got a text from the WWE champ, happy birthday. And I thought to myself, that's funny. WWE champion wishing me yeah, happy birthday on my birthday. It was Drew, aye, but you know what I'm saying? But that's funny, bad, just man. like things like that, you just go, fuck, he's a WWE champion. What do you do, man? 32, mate. Devastated, man. Do you remember when you were 32? Oh, it was a long time ago, mate. <laughs> ten years ago, ten years ago for me. 32, it's a. You we know, ten years like, apart? Mm-hmm. That's cool. What, You're just I mean, a kid, mate. All this shit going up for the for a pee in the middle of the night. That's all started happening. <laughs> you don't do that, no? Do you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't pee in the middle of the night, no. Just pee in bed. Just pee in bed, mate. You get the to <laughs> get the rubber sheets on. No, I don't. You don't need to worry about any of that. You need to take a look at that, mate. Grey hairs. Right. Let's move on. Oh, oh, knee hairs, mate. Knee hairs. Try that. Well, let's, last week, we, listen, we want to keep this episode, we want to belt through this episode because we have got a fantastic interview for you. Uh, we've got Shah Samuels back on the show, friend of the show, Shah Samuels back on the show, 
and we are getting the full lowdown on the world of sports saga when world of sport came back to ITV. I thought it was time to finally get the story out of Shan Grado, two people who were on the front line of that thing, uh, to find out what happened with world of sport. So you find out on this show. So we'll keep everything else brief because you've got you're going to find out some stuff in this episode. Let me tell you. No, definitely want to get the world of sports story out there. Um, because there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know and uh, I just tried my hardest to get that show on the telly, tried my hardest so um, whatever it took I wanted it to be on TV, obviously it had its ups and its doings and then obviously in the end up we had a series but it's that was, you know, that's two years ago AEW's on ITV so we just talk about how it came about, who contacted us what happened? Don't spoil it. Any spoilers, I, mate? I, you, you're going to if you if you've never hit, this is probably not been told anywhere. So I'd like to think this is probably one time we really actually do have a mega exclusive. This is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. Yeah. Now, last week, Danilo, if you remember, one of your great listeners, uh, challenged the wrestling daft audience to ask a non-wrestling fan to form a six-person stable for wrestlers that they'd heard of. Right. So mm-hmm. Rod Zilla got in touch. His partner Lois Jane goes the Rock. Hulk Hogan, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Ronda Rousey, and Roman Reigns. That's a hell of a, that's a good wee stable, that, isn't it? Think that's all right. I mean, if somebody that doesn't, they don't like wrestling, these people. Well, it's people that don't really know wrestling, so it's just uh, like man's yeah. Ben, Ben get in touch, and his wife in reverse order, right, says, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Kylo the Cat's dad, that's Zack Ryder, the, ve- the vegan one, Daniel Bryan, Kevin the Vampire, Kevin Thorne. <laughs> you must have seen him in there. Yeah, a new day missed the cut as they count as four people if you include their trumpet, trombone. Haggishead Helmsley got in touch uh, and said that his partner says The Rock, Jeff Hardy, Kane, Undertaker, Finn, the Irish guy with the body, and <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Slaw. <laughs> I was actually thinking about Finley, but then I realised she means oh, yeah, 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 Finn yeah. Balor, I. And uh, the current wrestling daft champion, Jordy Coyle, asked his girlfriend, and she replied, Bret Hart, obviously. Then the T-shirt one I bought you, the Heartbreak Kid. Uh, you know his name? Not as that AJ Styles. <laughs> he's not. Then, then she said AJ Styles. Then Rey Mysterio, as Leah, their daughter, never took the mask off. CM Punk and the one with the Bellas. Ah. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. See, the Bellas had a big go. impact. In folk. I, I remember my, my, my sister, who's never seen wrestling, in a life, asking me if I knew Paige. And I was like, I heard ah. you know Paige, you know what I mean? That did have a big crossover, that, that show. It did, it did. It really did, but it's total bellies now, and it's shite, isn't it? Mind Grado, you were asking last week what uh, channel WCW was on back in the day on a Friday night. Alan mm-hmm. getting in touch to answer this, uh, saying that Nitro was in TNT on Fridays at 9, and then Rob was on Sky Sports at 10, and Bravo started showing ECW Hardcore TV. Ah, now that is true to an extent, but I know that in its dying oh. days, WCW was deaf. The night, the night that WWF bought over WCW, that was on Bravo because I still have the tape. But the, I was just wondering oh. lead up if it was TNT. Okay, okay, definitely. Um, in fact, I think they actually showed it on a Thursday. I could be wrong. You could correct me on that. If somebody wants to definitely confirm that WCW was definitely on Bravo, I'm sure it was. This is, a, this is dramatic. I can't wait to find out. Um, so we were wanting to know if you've ever been abused by a wrestler as well. Uh, we, what we mean by that is if you've ever had some abuse by a wrestler. We're heading into dangerous territory there, asking if you've ever been abused by a wrestler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh. 
spray paint Scott got in touch and said he was incredibly drunk at an early OTT show and was slowly chanting steroids at John Moss, right? Johnny Moss, big Mossy. He was getting really pissed off at one stage and stared at me and I nearly shat myself and then he then shouted hemorrhoids at me. Aye. Mossy's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. And he would have probably fin- he would have been lapping that up that you were shouting Mossy uh, steroids at him. He wouldn't have took that to heart. He would have loved that as a good bit. He that's that's fucking funny hemorrhoids. Uh, he 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 is great and that's one of the reasons why he's at the performance center now, isn't it? Really? Yeah, just a guy that loves wrestling and mm-hmm. um Thomas got in touch, says my mate Michael was getting jester, Jack Jester abuse at a show until he clocked him. Quickly clamped him after that. <laughs> after Big Jester clocked him, man, with his eyes. It's he's mad. He's mad eyes, man. <laughs> that's, that's like what a lot of my family will always say. Who's the guy with the eye? Who's him with the eye? Him with the eye, I like him. Jester's got his back turned. He's like, who's eye? He's a good-looking guy with a kind of, a kind of black hair. That must be his natural colour, that black hair. That looks good, that black beard. That's his natural black beard. Look at him. He looks good, and then he turns... You see the eye, man. He's strength. Hemorrhoids. They show you. <laughs> Lungy says, when I was a kid, I saw Giant Haystacks wrestle and I went and asked for his autograph and he took a lolly with something out of his mouth and, <laughs> and threw, threw it square off my forehead. <laughs> that's that's old, fucking that's great. That's weird oh. one. I remember when I was a wee guy. We've got stories all Sorry, but I was a wee, a wee guy and I remember... I was talking. I was I was so watching wrestling at Blackpool or something like that, and there was a there was a, a guy, a kind of guy. It was about maybe ten years older than me. He must have been like, I think at the time I must have been about fourteen. This guy must have been at twenty four, and he was saying that when he was a wee boy, he was at a hang with his dad, and they saw Mick McManus wrestling the world of sport. And he says that after the show, they went out and Mick McManus was there, and they went up to get an autograph after Mick McManus, and Mick McManus just pulled his faggot his mouth and flung his faggot at them. <laughs> We can't. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's weird one. That's that's old school. I mean, I've cl- ever. Did you ever? Did you ever? Um, did you ever go into the tribute shows, Rob? Nah, nah. No, nah, you want to? I mean, I went to one and another. They used Klondike Kate. You remember Klondike? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she's lost so much weight now, but she was used in the the eighties, the nineties, and she and she was she was a scary woman. Aye. I mean, short, but man, fucking massive, massive. And I remember having a, a tub of popcorn. I think I must have been about 10, 11 at the Irvin Magnum at one of these tribute shows. And I fucking scudded a bit of popcorn off her head. And she was fucking raging. She moved the barriers, started to walk towards me. Didn't run, done that slow walk. I mean, I fucking, I bailed, man. I bailed. And I always <laughs> remember that. And I remember meeting her at a show later on in life when I was wrestling. And she's the nicest woman in the planet. She, she couldn't remember it, but I was, we think that stuck in my mind. I mean, I shot myself there. Shot myself. Right. Sweet. I love stories like that. Um, Stuart Barnes says, One night at the garage, my pal was signaling Leila Rose to come down for the balcony for a chat. She came down. He went to her. Came back a minute later. And he said, If I look at her again, She'll kick fuck at me. <laughs> look at me again, I'll kick fuck at you. Have you ever uh, <laughs> have you ever done anything you regret to a member of the audience or anything? Credo what a match? Um just I remember I have told you the goat story, ain't I? I don't know. No uh, yeah. No, they should have fucking I remember the, the, the there was a guy in the, the crowd that had Gredo as goat. 
and the, the crowd. Now, mm-hmm. I had no idea that meant greatest of all time. <laughs> 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 so I fucking made my entrance, made my entrance and saw that sign and went, yeah, fucking cheeky bastard. I thought he was like, calling me like a goat. I thought, fucking prick. So, I mean, it was it was a kind of, I think it was a kind of dark match type thing. So I remember I just got up to the ground and just fucking get right in his, you see smiling, I'm wondering why he's smiling. I fucking gave him the finger right to his face and everything. I'm going, yeah, fucking prick. Yeah, pricky. And then I go backstage, man. I'm like, some country they call me a goat. Like, yeah, man, greatest of all time. I felt terrible, man. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast or just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email Wrestling Daft at gmail.com. <laughs> Now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling, the, the Chewbacca's for the Jar Jar Bink. <laughs> uh, what, what do you want to bury, Credo? <clears throat> oh, I know what I'm burying. The WWE Network. Tell you the reason why. Because mm-hmm. I have watched this fucking Undertaker documentary week after week after week. And um, obviously Sunday was a very sunny day. I was at my back door drinking, all the rest of this. He's a lead Undertaker documentary that's due at the day to the morrow. So I had a full night Sunday night, can't wait to the morrow. Now, I've got my girlfriend into it as well. She's actually watched it because she likes the kind of documentary style stuff. Aye. And I get waking up Monday morning and fucking going to watch it and it's fucking known to the middle of June. What's that all about? What? What is that all about? Is that because they want... Aye, the next episode isn't to the middle of June. So I'm taking it that's to try and pull folks, you know, stoke folks uh, cancelling their subscriptions, trying to rip the arse right out of it. I just thought that was shocking. Absolutely shocking way to uh, treat your consumers. Mm. Do you know what it'll be? The WWE have just offered part of the network for free. So I wonder yeah. if it's something to do with that because they put it on free and then they'll, they'll, they'll then start teasing it up on the free version, so you then buy... I saw that. Because what you're getting in the free version, you're getting Total Bellas and all that shit, aren't you? You're getting all that stuff for free, aren't you? Aye, Table 3 and all that ride-along stuff that they do, aye. Aye, so I was, that's all I really wanted to bury me because I, I fucking was so excited for watching the third... Because I think this episode was the, the Goldberg episode where he, he wrestles Goldberg and uh, fucking Saudi Arabia or whatever it was. So, aye, I was gutted at that, mate. That's, and I and put over a fucking idea, man. There you go. There you go. That's a, a hell of a rant, that. Fuck's sake. Sorry, for a, sorry. For a, thing, for a thing that costs just a tenner a month today, <laughs> and in fact, it might be free at the minute. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, who am I wanting to bury? Am I wanting to bury anything? I don't think I want to bury anything. Obviously, there's been some wrestlers just being a bit daft in there, online and stuff like that, where everything's going on with, with the situation that's happening just now in America and stuff like that. And that, um, the protesting and there's just some wrestlers just sticking their oar in and just saying stupid things and all that. But wrestlers always say stupid things. I'm not going to bury anybody for it because wrestlers are, some wrestlers are, you know, wrestling is a wide, you, you get a wide array of different personalities and people of different political leanings and stuff like that. It's as wide as the world, wrestling, you know what I mean? So you're always going to get, if you're going it's to start, normal. if you're going to start burying people, you're going to be fucking burying everybody, you know what I mean? Right. Let's see what Louise has got to say. She says, I want to bury and put over the use of Barry and put over hmm. the use of Jeff Hardy's drunken disorderly storyline in WWE for two reasons. Interesting. Was it Barry the fact that WWE even used it because of Jeff Hardy's history? She wants to put over the use of the WWE hacker and how he or she will get Jeff. 
off the hook. How do you feel about that? Them using Jeff's real life issues in a storyline. I've no idea if if Jeff is completely comfortable with him. I mean, I'm sure he's got to that point in his career where he can really flat out refuse stuff. But the only the only thing I heard about that it was, you know, I like to listen to Cornette, and he was going on about how the the polis that they used. They try. They, I mean, they try to make it as real as possible, but the police were saying shit to Jeff, like, "Come on, you're going downtown. You're coming downtown for questioning." You know, right? And Trump, eh, Trump, fucking Cornette, Cornette was basically. Nope, <laughs> was basically saying, "Look, that's Disney with the fuck. Have you ever been arrested? The police don't fucking say he'd know. He'd know. He's been fucking arrested enough times to know that the police don't use that bar. I've not actually seen it. I'm, I'm interested to see it. Um, but I'm surprised with it as well that they want to go down that road and show. But they, but you know what? They've done it before with TNA. They've done it, remember, after the stuff with, with Sting. Um, they, they put that in their storyline. So I don't know if he wants to keep it. If he's comfortable. It's his thing. I think it's his thing. He's a complicated individual, right? It's all, he's always been sold like that, Jeff Hardy, that he's a complicated guy with complex issues and stuff like that. And I'm sure if they're doing a storyline like that, I would imagine anyway. Jeff is across it and, and is, is fine with it. Bronze Cello wants to put our NXT cage fight for last Wednesday and the announcement of Riddle to SmackDown. The Inner Circle Pep Rally and the ending pull apart. He wants to bury, not a lot, a great week. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> he wants to bury, <laughs> not a great week of wrestling, but the lack of hoop talk on this show lately. Grado, how's the hoop going? That's a great How is question. the hoop going? That's a great question. I would say that my arse ruined my birthday. Because I just, I go to him for my work and I just couldn't shite. I couldn't shite. But what I could do was fart. I was letting off. And it was there kind of no well farts. So uh, I'm, at my, I'm with my bud and basically I, I had to get up every five or six minutes to stick my ears out into the hallway to do a fart and then jump back into bed because... The farts were that stinking. I didn't want to gear the boat because it was embarrassing. We've been with each other for a year, but I still don't like to fart like that in front of my bud. So, my, but, that's but, what but you're fine with talking about it in front of a massive audience. On I a mean, I don't care. I'm fine with that. I don't, as I say, if people, people are interested, mate. Look, you see, there's some country into it. There you go. They want to know. They want to know the down about my hoop. My hoop played up on my birthday and was a major part of me. No one enjoys my birthday as much as I should have. There you go. Sorry, your ass ruined your birthday. Makes me feel sad. Andy Lang. Oh, here, Andy Lang. One, thing, the, one more funny thing, right? The funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is somebody telling their ass to fuck off. The, I used to I used to, to, to room with Jeremy Borash, right? And he's got IBS as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, now and again, we were prone to a flare-up. One is. Mm-hmm. And I, the funniest thing I've ever witnessed in my life, he kept farting. He farted all night, right? And I'm not selling it because I don't want to embarrass the boy, right? It's... You know, and I'm, as I say, I'm saying at all, I don't want to embarrass him. But it got to the point, and he went, fuck off, these ass. <laughs> fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> and somebody was somebody telling their ass to fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> so much fucking hatred, man, just fuck off. <laughs> it's the fucking funniest thing I've ever fucking seen. Andy Lang wants to put all the reintroduction of Dominic Mysterio to our screens as an element to what could just be a retirement angle. We'd love to see him in the ring at some point. Better frog splash than his old boy last year. 
Um, yeah, maybe Dominic. He... Dominic, yeah, he's Dominic's bank in the picture. Is so is he wrestling? Well, uh, I what can... is he wear? <clears throat> he's Please? just like a big boy, isn't he? He's no like, he doesn't wear. Is he in matches? No, he's he's just hovering about this storyline now. Where Rey Mysterio is supposedly retiring. We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Fuck off your mouth. Sean wants to put all that company at Gradle used to work for. Who was that again? Was it T... Five Star Wrestling? Uh, for that cracking wee promo they did for Slammiversary. Uh, Barry ah. and WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump for being a mad fascist. He was a effing waste of S-P-U-N-K. Why are you spelling it out? Because <laughs> it's disgusting. That's what I'm spelling it out. Uh, so the Slammiversary promo, I believe, was that no the one that we were discussing? I think it was it no just out last night or something. Was it no just recently with the, it's the one I think they're talking about where it's just went, Breaking news releases and all this. It's like a newscaster and it cuts to EC3, Eric Young, you know, Spud, uh, Luke Gallows, Carol Anderson. The, the, the teasing who, who's going to be Slammiversary, it's a Slammiversary promo. But, but, but would, it, would, it, really it, would it have been David Sahadi that produced it though, probably? It would right? have been probably. I, him or Eric Tompkins. Who we had, I'm, obviously, I'm sure that's on this show. And that was one of my favourite interviews we've ever done, was that Sahadi was one. So if, but, you've no, if you've no, um, heard that, David Sahadi, episode you need to go back because if, I, I think if you go back and listen to that one you'll realise that David Sahadi is responsible for a lot of your greatest memories um, when it comes to wrestling and Big Money wants to put out Apollo Crews' new raw push slowly getting better at promos and a really good wrestler hope it goes well for him um, Apollo Crews what do you think Gredo? Lovely guy Uha Nation I remember him on the scene a couple you of must years have ago him. You must have been on shows with him a lot huh? I was on with him in the Barton I was on him in Preston a number of times um, just a cracking big guy, man, and the way he can jump about the ring, he's great. Aye, he's I thought he'd yeah. been released, man. I feel bad, you know. No, no, he's 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 getting the push now. Andy five oh eight eight wants to bury the Jeff Hardy storyline. They did the same stuff with Scott Hall. Horrible taste. When we talk about realistic stories, that's not what we mean. What do you want then? <laughs> I just I don't know. Good do point, we want realistic stories? Do we want realistic stories? I don't know. I don't think we want realistic stories. I don't, I don't want, want realistic, realistic stories. stories. A realistic, realistic story stories. is somebody fucking no getting us open. I don't oh, want. Us, do you remember, I mean? I to- remember, I told you. I've told you many a times that Hustle in Japan was one of my favorite wrestling promotions, and I told you about that time. Yinling, the, the big egg laid an egg after she got the mist. So you loved it. Stuff. That's what I'm wanting. Mm-hmm. Put all the hey, Andy wants to put over the NXT fight pit. Crazy. That it's 2020 and people are still coming up with new and interesting gimmick uh, matches. Cornette put that over this week on his podcast as well. He's, that was exactly what he said. He said it's, it's finally somebody comes up with something that's original. I don't know what it is. You only I've not seen it. I've not oh, seen it. It looks great. Basically, it's like a cage, but they've taken the rope. They've taken the ropes away, so it's just a pure cage. And then they put you can't uh, win by getting over it. You have to tap them out or uh, give them a uh, knock them out with a ten count. And they put like a balcony around the cage as well so you can do big high spots from the balcony it looks really really good oh wow it's quite scaffolding isn't it I'm going to have to look at a picture of it as well sorry folks I know this is bad podcast stuff but I'm going to go and look at a picture of this I better like it or I'm going to say 
fight pit, shite pit, man. Like, I, I mean, I just don't like when they try and cross through the kind of MMA stuff with the wrestling. I just but it, it, it made sense because it was uh, Riddle's last match in NXT. And he was fighting. Well, that- it would make sense to you. Oh, right, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Don't you ever fucking tell Grado <laughs> that it makes sense, right? He's been in the squared circle. He's fucking lived, breathed, bled, sweated inside the squared circle. Don't you fucking tell him it makes sense. Correct. Sorry, All these messing about things. Remember when they fucking turned the ring back into six-sided at TNA? I mean, I struggled with fucking four, never mind six fucking sides. <laughs> 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 no, the fight pit's pretty cool. But it Aye, just, sorry, mate. It, it looks like they're just playing to the um, MMA audience. You know what I mean? Aye. Right, so um, who else? One mayor. Let's do one mayor. Paddy, the Ouija might be in trouble with this one. Barry Nia Jax. She's got to go back to the performance centre and learn how to improve before she seriously damages somebody. She's already injured. Becky, Kyrie Sane twice, Selena Vega, Ember Moon, Bailey, Charlotte, no doubt a few others. Also, once they bury me to the SmackDown matches. <laughs> That's but, the buckle bomb game, the thing that she done. I well no, she flung um, did she flung Kyrie Sane into the, the stairs, didn't she? The steps, I think. Right. Kyrie Sane just for some reason just fucking launched herself he'd first right into them. Cool. For me, it's Kyrie Sane's fault. I could be wrong. And wants to put it over, but I wouldn't dare to suggest to you, Grado, that it was Kyrie Sane's because I know you've been in the ring, you fucking right, want me to suggest to you what it's like. I'd let you date because you've put on a show and you've actually tagged with me before. Oh, no. Tagged with you, I've actually wrestled. I've, I've wrestled. You know, I've actually, I have actually wrestled, John. So He's wrestled, mate. You know, I've taken a, a Mission Oku driver off uh, Red Lightning in the main event, the final main event ever in Kelvin Hall, right? So don't, let's just remember that. Paddy Luigi wants to put over as well. Good to see decent wrestling matches again. Shorty G versus Cesaro was excellent. So I'd put all them along with the Impact Slammiversary teaser. We'll need to watch that. It'll probably be a one after the COVID lockdown as some will move on to Japan, but it has the makings of a good PPV. And that's all you can ask for, fair promo. You don't get many actual Ouija's corner sell Ouija's, do you? Paddy no. the Ouija? You must be for Edinburgh, Paddy the Ouija. Aye, that's what I thought. <laughs> Right, Patreon. It's all about the content. You can get Murphy Wrestling Daft to keep you entertained during lockdown by signing up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Tier one, cruiserweight champion, $4 a month. On that, you get patron-only chat community, ad-free versions of all the episodes, early access, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, and you can vote on what you want to see featuring the list of wrestling daft. Tier two, intercontinental champion, 10 bucks a month. You get everything in tier one, as well as a video version of the podcast each week bonus episode once a month and Grado has once again ducked that interview but says he will do it as we do chapter one at it's yourself fucking listen all weekend mate however up there now you can get the Marks report card for the year one of AEW and these guys know their stuff on the Marks podcast they watch wrestling and you can join our Patreon pay-per-view parties tier three world heavyweight champion $20 a month everything in the previous tiers as well as Free tickets to every live event once we're allowed to go a self-isolation again, as long as you're signed up. A free wrestling daft shirt of a design of your choice. You must sign up for a minimum of three months to get these tough quality shirts. Plus to get to feature on one of your shows as one of the marks. You can be a mark on one of your shows. So if you fancy that and becoming one of your patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we want to welcome you to a roster. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You just made the list! This week on our Patreon, we asked for you guys to vote on a list of wrestling daft. Now remember, you can vote for this by signing up for $4 a month at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And me and Grado certainly would appreciate you doing that because our industries have shut down. This week, Adam Cole became the longest reigning NXT champion. So it was his best NXT champions. That last up against the funniest moments in wrestling. That last. As let's face it, it was about shite. Just knew we wanted to laugh. But 80% of the vote was, of course, the funniest moments in wrestling. That won it. Uh, so I'm going to do my top three. The tricky one, this, the reason why this is a tricky one for me was I didn't want to pick anything that was inadvertently funny. I wanted to pick stuff that was planned to be funny for the get-go, right? And unfortunately, you know what? I'm going, to int- I'm going to bring a new one in, I think. I'm going to bring a new one into the list because the danger is I could pick stuff or run about the one era, right? But I'm not going to do that. So here we go. At number three. It's a new entry. It's a new entry because it's something that just happened this very year. And it is Chris Jericho cutting a promo on that drone in that empty arena as my number three. And AEW just recently owned um, Matt Hardy's drone with Vanguard. Is it Vanguard 1? Vanguard 1. Okay, no we way. think about it, Vanguard. All the power will lie in the propellers. Your propellers will be spinning. He wants everybody. With all the money you're going to make will be pouring bubbly right down your gas tank. All those Instagram drone models will be flocking around wherever you go. You'll be smoking the finest of mechanical cigars. To see this proud professional wrestler, storied legendary wrestler standing there cutting a promo on a silent drone floating in an arena is just one of the funniest. It's, it's up my street. That's the kind of comedy that's up my street. So that's my number three. My number two for funniest stuff ever in the history of pro wrestling has got to be, we've spoken about it before on this podcast, uh, Big Show's father's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That's a good one, by the way. Big Show's father's funeral. We, a big boss man turning up with a Blues Brothers car, dragging the dragging the, the coffin away. Big Show jumping on the coffin and sliding about falling off the coffin. Listen, doesn't it get much better than that? It doesn't it get much better than that? We have remembered it for years. And my number one, to put it simply, this is a, this is a very a tricky one. My number one funniest stuff I think ever in the history of wrestling. I think it's incredibly underrated. This was Stone Cold Steve Austin's heel run during the invasion, oh. where him and Kurt Angle 
with our cowboy hats. All right, this is a little Queen. You remember the old rock band Queen? This, you'll really like this. This is a little more current. I rewrote some of the words. <laughs> I am the champion, my friend. And I'll go a party to the end. Because I am the champion. It was an incredible period. Uh, we Stone Cold hugging Vince McMahon and the camera turning around and Stone Cold just staring like a psychopath right. into the camera and stuff. Cut Angle with, with the fucking, with the wee cowboy hat. yippee Kaye. The wee tiny cowboy hat. These were the best, the funniest uh, promos. Every single time it would cut backstage and you had Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Cut Angle standing there, you knew that something special was going to be happening. The guy's just... Hi. Stone Cold Steve Austin is just one of the greatest to ever do it because the fact that a guy who could go from being this absolute badass babyface to being suddenly this hilariously weird a hilariously weird heel um, brilliant I think the guy's brilliant so that's my top three can I tell one that I liked when I was a wee boy when I was 12 Mm -hmm. Um, it'll probably sound shite telling it back now and I have actually tried to find it on YouTube and I can't do it but it was during the invasion era and Perry Saturn had just started to go a wee bit kind of fucking loopy mm-hmm. and he was caring about that mop and moppy aye moppy but it was just at the kind of right at the very start of it and Paul Heyman was obviously in charge mm-hmm. of the alliance and he he pulls Perry aside and he, he's trying to get him to enjoy enjoying enjoying the alliance the invasion whatever the fuck you call it and it's the, it sounds like he's talking about it but he's, Heyman's getting right in Perry's here and he's gone Perry, we need you to join the invasion. Oh, this Moppy, forget about it. You are such a great wrestler. You would be so beneficial to be in this team. Invasion are taking over. We want you to join. Perry, in his own for a good two minutes, man. I'm gone. Where's this gone? So, Perry, what do you think? Will you join the Alliance? And Perry goes, Sausages. Was <laughs> <laughs> even us twelve year old. I remember when they laugh at it now, but I remember at that time going, "That's fucking hilarious." We're <laughs> just having a serious conversation, and you totally forget that Perry's got this fucking this this loopy gimmick, and just aye, bam, aye, aye. right back at you. Messages. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's see what the punter says. Our patron Derek Donaldson. Hey, remember our roster? How you doing, Derek? Says Titus and Neil falling under the ring. However, that was inadvertently funny. So I'm going to call these out here. I'm going to call these out here. Nathan McIntosh, Austin emerging out of the dairy section like a milky Terminator when he fought Booker T in a supermarket. One of my favourite segments ever. Fucking brilliant. Brilliant yep. choice. Patron Steve McClellan has won for Rab, Minoru Suzuki versus Mecha Mummy. They're Mecha Money. <laughs> Mecha Mummy flew them away from the <laughs> woods for an epic showdown involving fishing and appreciating nature. See, I've not seen this. I need to see this. Ended with Suzuki. Becoming a cyborg after Suzuki Pile drove Mecha Mummy into a river, causing an explosion. See, that's what I want for wrestling. Okay, See, let me tell you something. I just can't, I've been thinking about this a lot in the downtime, and I'm thinking if we get back to doing live wrestling again, I would love to just promote one show, which is just crazy Fucked stuff. up. Just mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Yep. Jordan Michael, the woo-off between Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. Rick love Flair. that video. I remember that, yep. George Joyce, it's, it's one that sticks in my mind was The Rock was in the ring doing a pro and Booker T interrupted and Rock replies, who in the blue hell are you? 
genuine LOL moment for me. Rock had a lot of funny promos. Andy Damien Mizdow was always great to watch. Oh my God, I am guaranteed to get a chuckle. The whole commitment to that bit was superb. That was brilliant. See if I'd remembered that one because I thought that was genius, that whole Mm -hmm. run. Uh, The one and only Davey Blaze has been in touch and says DX when they had to go under the ring to appear at a midget high court hearing. (laughs) Trust Blaze to love that. (laughs) <laughs> Pure Tufus and then a six DX when they were shite, and that's fucking Blaze's favourite. <laughs> Karate Warrior says, I think it was a four way for the WCW title. DDP goes up the turn, buckle to do the pre match diamond cut assembly of the crowd, gets a bit to be carried away, loses balance, and goes, I'll sort tip to the outside. <laughs> One second on camera, next second gone. Again, that was accidental. Stu Bro, cut angle with the milk truck. Great, great stuff. Um, Andy Muirhead, Regal is exceptional when given a comedic performance. Oh, God, I. He's so dry and his mannerisms and timing are perfect. Hands down, my favourite moment was SummerSlam 2007 when he started body popping and Ron Simmons showed up. Yep, which I believe was a segment that involved crime time, I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, that's right. Mad Andy says, Lewis Garvin doing a pretty impressive dive at the Hydro. The chance of that was shit because a minute earlier, Ricochet flipped off the top rope into the crowd. <laughs> that's funny. Patron Westy, our patron. Member of the roster, Westy, good man. TNA, when Grado had a feud with Eli Drake and Grado's Mexican cousin, Odarg the Great Thunder. Eli Drake, Grado, what do you make of Eli? Oh, I loved working Eli Drake, but he's a prick, really. He's a fucking prick, but I, we had great chemistry, but so up in his, his own arse. But what, he's so talented, so, so talented. Because um, he really I, has been, I think, he's he, been a standout on T. On um, fuck, you got me seeing TNA, TNA all the uh, thing. On NWA, he's been a standout. Um, I, he's fucking great, man. He, he's so dedicated to his promos and all that. All he does is work on stuff. He's constantly watching promos, getting wee ideas, but he was great. But I mean, he, me and him wrestled in a cage. It was old Daddy Great versus um, Eli Drake in a cage, and he just was not interested in it at all. But he came back for it, fucking loving it, because the reason why. Get put in the seed that it was going to be rotten was because just right before we went out, John Gaburik, big, you know, big for tough enough. Just before we went out, Eli's Jay's music hit, and fucking uh, big said to Eli Jake, You deserve a medal for this. And I thought, Cheeky fat bastard, I'll fucking show you, yeah, can't. We fucking did. It was a great match. Fucking prick. <laughs> deserve a fucking, you deserve a boot in a boss, big. Fucking, anyway. Well, What's your funniest moment ever in the ring, Guido? In the like, ring? It's all funny, it's all funny, isn't it? All I, funny, all you tell you what, what, I was pushing myself at, um, when I watched that Undertaker documentary, it was fucking Kane's mask and hair coming off on that match. <laughs> that yeah. was fucking brilliant, man. Trying to grab the mask and put the mask on. Sean Michaels fucking punching his tight head and he's laughed. That was brilliant, brilliant. But aye, uh, loads, of, loads, of funny, loads of funny great stuff. Santino Morella was great in the ring. I fucking thought he was dead, dead funny. You should, you're, you should have wrestled him, mate. I, we tagged each other in um, in Aberdeen. But you never wrestled it. You never no, fought. No, no, no. Sometimes it's harder to do the whole fucking comedy versus comedy guy sometimes because then it's just a pure. You know, nah, you just could have done it. You just could have done it. You just could have done it. We could have started after you're doing all oh, these time, two guys are doing their comedy thing and then, mate. Right. You're right. Then you're technical. right. Then the chain wrestling pops out, mate. But you then don't want to give ten minutes of chain wrestling. Then it's strong style. <laughs> fucking release Germans oil the place. Yeah, that's, that's the way I would have done it. That is funny because we used to me and Madman used to do that because everybody knows the comedy guys. And sometimes we would just totally fucking dingy the, the comedy stuff and get right into serious stuff. And folk would find that funny. Aye. You know what I mean? Rather than that was funner than trying to be funny. I was just fucking wrestling for real. They'd piss themselves at it. Beautiful. <laughs> 
You can go wrestling daft, be sporting your very own wrestling daft t-shirt, hoodie, phone cover, trucker cap, or one of your range of Grado inspired bum bags. Get them at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. On there you'll find designs such as, I'm a Mark, I'm a take a bum for you, chips and cheese and donor meat, and I'm a wrestler today. And brand new to the merch store, brand new. You can now get that Alexa versus Grado t-shirt. For episode 25 is Grado asks Alexa who is Graham Steveley. Remember that? Alexa doesn't know who Graham Steveley is. Is Well, if you you say who plays Alan in two two doors down, it will say, Graham, Grado, Stevie plays Alan. It's it's, it's a shortcut, but... Please who, Alan? Aye, so no. Alexa, who plays Alan in two doors down? Alan was played by Gerardo in the show Two Doors Down. <laughs> I can learn your voice to improve your Alexa. Alexa, experience. shush. Alexa, stop. Like Alexa, wrap it. Yeah, we've done, Hen. So check out her range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now. Or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. He's back for a third time. We had to have him back. We love having him here. He's a former. Uh, who doesn't love a trilogy, eh? He's hey? a former. He's a former two-time ICW tag champ, a Rev Pro PCW heavyweight champion. <laughs> one half of the kinky parties. Grado's best pal. Is he your uh, best pal, Grado? Aye, I'd say he's my Everyone's best. Everyone's Grado's best pal. Though, one of your best pals. One of your best pals. You're telling me Eugene was your best pal a couple of weeks ago <laughs> oh. when I was burying Eugene. He, he, you know what? Speaking of Eugene, I'm glad you brought that up. He once left me at a pub to go off, just go share Eugene's room. Right. And you were hanging off Eugene all night. Telling him well, he was hanging off me. Well, come on, he was just as bad, be I, I honest. I called a spade a spade on that. But then I was like, where's Cradle gone? Oh, he just went back to Eugene's hotel. You left me in the boozer, mate, to go hang around with Eugene. Remember that? Yeah. Right. Do you know what? Ladies, I know... ladies and gentlemen, it's Shah Samuels here, by the way. Shah Samuels. <laughs> want to get some good stories. Can so we tell them the Apple story? Can we tell the Apple story? I'm up to you, mate. Do you want to tell uh, the no, Apple? Well, I, I, I suppose it's... I don't, I don't mind saying what yeah, Tell it. Yeah, everyone does it this day. Aye, aye. I mean, I never did this, but I was obviously just doing it to impress Eugene, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it funny. Had, oh, uh, no, you were doing it to impress Eugene? Aye, it was... At least Smoking. another time Eugene was over. And mm-hmm. obviously Eugene's flight's going early. So it's great though, because he's travelled down from Scotland. And I think they got there at the same time. They're at the venue for like one o'clock. So, so Grado calls me and goes, Sharp, get here now. The show doesn't start till seven. Sharp, get here now. Get here as soon as you can. So I've got, I've got there. I got there about two. In the venue, there's only trainees setting up the ring. The promoter's there. Went, Where's Grado? He's, he's outside with Eugene. It's all right, cool, find him. I'm going, Grado! 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 Then there was these dumpsters, right? There's about three or four dumpsters. This, he's done this. Sure! Come here! Come here! He's at you by the dumpsters, smoking some weed out of an apple. <laughs> Just to impress Eugene! <laughs> 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 that actually bring, brings me to another point as well. Remember, remember we, I got paranoid one night with one of the hotel receptionists because I decided to do it again. I decided to do it again. And, uh, <laughs> you put me along like, for the ride with me next time. <laughs> six, o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. And, uh, Sabu was at the hotel. Uh, Sabu, Sabu was at the hotel and, and the receptionist was going, oh, was it, did he not say Sabu? That guy, well, that that guy. was doing the wacky backy. And Grado's gone, is he? <laughs> what room's he in? What room's he in? He goes, I'll deal with it, it's fine. Grado said, no, no, he's my friend. I'll tell him what to do. I'll tell him you can't do that. 
trying to walk. Where is he? Where is he? And the, the receptionist wouldn't, wouldn't get him. <laughs> but then I got paranoid because I walked in with a bag of apples and I was going, that receptionist's going to know what we're doing. He's going to know what we're up to. And you're like, mate, you've just got apples. He's not going to fucking know. I was like, no, hide the apples, hide the apples. <laughs> so Eugene obviously we spent a lot of time with him in this period I think it was what end of 2015 right. so we ended up going to Germany with him we hung about we had a great time it was a WXW wasn't it aye with Russo as well yeah, yeah R- Russo yeah so it's me Eugene Grado when the Russo on a fucking Ryanair flight which is funny in itself I don't know aye, that, that blew the mind didn't it Russo on a Ryanair flight but then, we're at, so we're at the hotel, and Eugene's talking to us all night, you know, just about himself, and which was upsetting for Grado because he couldn't talk about himself. But Eugene is just ratting off all these stories. Then he starts, oh, I know where goes this. My matter Triple H was the shits. <laughs> I've never seen it, right? And, and it, Grado's going, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. I'm like, the shits. It was my one chance, and I blew it. No, it was good. It was good. Tell him, Sean. It was good. I haven't seen it. I've gone. Great match. Beautiful sympathy. <laughs> Beautiful sympathy. Fuck off. It was the shits. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> there you go, Sean. So we go outside. He goes, you've never seen it in a match. After. I went, I haven't got a clue what he's on about. I haven't got a clue what he's on about. Just so how's the injury, Sean? How's it, how's, it, how's it going? You healing up? I'm, I'm, I'm healed. I mean, a week before lockdown, they were, they were very optimistic. But that was my last appointment. I was meant to go weekly, and obviously it's, I can't go. But I feel great. I mean, I'm, I'm training I mean, twice I, a day. What is it? Hmm? What was your injury? <laughs> it was a multitude of everything. <laughs> it was my head. Aye, that's true. But it's <laughs> head was one of them. But the, the, yeah. there was a scare, wasn't there? But everything the doctor said to you, look, everything's brand new, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I've got a report and said it's all good. The main reason I'm saying this is because it all depends on where I want to end up in employment. Because they're, mm. they're the reason I had to take the injury. I don't if I can right. talk about yeah, it or not. No, that's fine. I, f- I think everybody can put two and two together. But it's not as if you're saying it. You're yeah. brand new. You're sorted. You're sorted. But yeah. um, their fans only daft, sure. Their fans only daft. I don't know. But I'll, let's put the truth. I don't mind saying it. I was signed in January, WWE, and then because of the injury, they uh, didn't count outside my contract. So, but they said. Um, see how you are in six months and then they were looking to maybe be signing me but the world broke so I don't know where I stand yeah uh, it's, it's, it's hard to take but it's yeah it's one of them things I'm sure it'll be fine I mean I'm prepared now to have another good run I'm not even thinking about that I'm focused on getting back on the indies I'm going to have another good indie run I'm going to continue doing the thing with Jack Jester and the Kinky Party I mean we've got a great idea for me and Grado to do down south that I really want to do, and it's stuff I wouldn't be able to do if I was doing um, NXT UK. So I've got to be optimistic and positive. Well, that is, I mean, is, I, I think I said to you before, it's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful thing in a sense, the fact that you're missing this time wrestling, but so is yeah. everybody else. Everyone. Yeah. It's like you've. It's, it's, going to, it's, it's going to be like you've not really been missing that much yeah. by the time everything comes back. You know what selfishly, I mean? is knowing everyone gets injured, they want that big comeback for their ego. That's one thing I'm not going to get is the big comeback. And right. you know, I did have a good comeback sorted, which was meant to happen May 8th for RevPro. But unfortunately, we couldn't do it because of what's happening in the world. And I think it'd be too far gone to play, play it off now, what we was going to do. So it's just be like, I'm back. 
let's, let's get, get back to work. Yeah, sure. What I've noticed in the last couple of days is with people on my Facebook that are living in America, promoters and stuff, they're starting to advertise shows in America. Like, it looks like shows are going to probably be happening this weekend, more or less. Well, here's, a, here's an idea that you can do over here. You know, like, I've seen, like, some stand-up places, they limit their audience. So, so like, there's a venue for 400 people. They allow 200 people in. But how they get away with that is do two shows. They've got the venue all day. So you do like a 3 p.m. show and a 7 p.m. show. Get what I mean? So they've got the same amount of people. They did the one show. They're not really losing much. So wrestling shows, if they can't afford to pay all the talent, do two shows. And then day. you have to fucking do two matches? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You do half the sh- You do like a five match card, 2 p.m. to three, um, to, to 5 p.m., two hours break, then different set of wrestlers. You get what I mean? Aye, uh, but do you know what I mean? It could work. It's like it's something to think about. I don't know. I've been out on all those. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think you idea for. I think in America and stuff, you might see a lot of outdoors events over the Aye. summer. I think yeah. that's probably going to be um, one of the ways things get back. Obviously, it's harder in the UK to do an outdoor event just because of weather. Wrestling needs crowds. Yeah. Rest. I don't know what everyone's thoughts on wrestling right now. But it's not the same, is it? No. It's not the same. It is not the not same. Not the same at all. I, I respect mean, everyone who's working on them shows, working their ass off. Drew is probably the one of the, going to go down as one of the best champions in history. But as soon as he's got that belt, he's had the most to deal with. Right? Mm-hmm. And but he's still putting in performance after performance after performance without a crowd. And great of us as wrestlers, we know how painful that must be for him to go through without the adrenaline from the crowd, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think he's he's dealing with it very well. But on a, as a whole, I don't reckon. I reckon wrestling definitely needs a crowd. I mean, I mean, I you know, wrestling can be awkward, right? Some people can't trash talk or be convincingly upset. So when, there, when there's no crowd to drown out the noise, and you're doing stuff in between, like, come on, then. Let, you know what I mean? <laughs> It would, suit you, it would suit you though, right? I reckon, I, yeah, because I'm, I'm loud and I can project. You've always been very verbal in the ring and stuff like that, so it would probably suit you this style of I reckon work. it would be yeah. Definitely. Definitely would suit you. I would just <laughs> pop up and go... It wouldn't suit me blowing out a blow up at my ass. Oh, fucking hell. Wrestling desperately does need a crowd. I mean, the whole scene in general is going to is struggling because of, of um, so the what, pandemic. What are you starting to miss? What do you miss? I miss, right, I, was, I miss being around the boys at the weekend. Do you? Do you? I do. I enjoy traveling to... I w- do it, do you? No, I miss it as well. I don't, you know what I mean? But no. I love traveling up to a show, knowing I'm going to spend three days uh, hanging around with different people, have a laugh non-stop, get to do what I love, make some money doing it, see the fans, which is always good, and get to go, get to go home after being away for three days, and the family come to say, oh, you're back, how was it? Blah, blah, get to rest. I love that whole routine. I think now I've because you're you're laughing and saying oh you don't miss other boys and stuff like that. Obviously, I play it like I can't be asked with everybody and stuff like that. But I definitely realised that I have took it for granted yeah. now. You know what I mean? I do miss that. I do miss my music. I miss my entrance. Um, I miss I I don't miss getting fucking blown up. 
I don't miss being blown up. I miss getting beaten up. (laughs) (laughs) I miss getting shit. Is it it nice being less sore all the time? It is good. It it feels great. I think my body's feeling normal again. But I know as soon as that thump happens, that first thump, that first strike, it's going to hurt. It's going to be like the first day of uh, wrestling training again, which is going to be scary. I've not fucking bumped him in five years, but I... (laughs) <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right, I'm a lazy bastard. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, right. No, now's the time. Listen, when the eyes Aye. of the world, when the eyes of the world are kind of turned away, for, for, the eyes of the world are kind of turned away for wrestling a wee bit, right? So now's now's a good time flying under the radar for me, right? For me to get the, the full shakedown on what happened with the world of sport thing because. I kind of feel as if a lot of it is still a wee bit mysterious and a lot of it, I'm a bit confused about a lot of it because it was a thing that was happening and then it wasn't happening and then it was happening again. It happened in a big way and then it wasn't happening again. No, it's time for you boys to open up, right? What happened? What is the story with the world of sport thing? Uh, this is my opinion of what happened. I believe the people in charge... No, but you know, tell them for, let them know for the first time that I contacted you. You remember right. when I first contacted you? I was, I was doing a meeting in July IT. 2016. July 2016. Yeah? I was at my butcher shop serving a customer. Phone call. Great. It says, uh, great, great. for ringing me. So well, he, he never rings me. He, he texts. He barely rings me. Yeah. See what's happening. I, I'm at my butcher shop stinking of meat. He rings me. And when he tells me, I'm going to meet him via TV. They're going to do wrestling, bring wrestling back. And they want me to help, kind of help get the talent involved. And they showed him a video. He's telling me all this stuff. They showed him a video, what the production's going to be like. Um, a build-up video with like, the World of Sport guys, Big Daddy and all that. And yep. um, he wanted you to tell, like, um, get me in charge of talent, pretty much. Who would you recommend? So he's told me all that. He goes, and you will be there. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't. You're, it's very jaded in wrestling. Don't believe it. But he yep. was saying that. No, trust me. I'm gonna tell him what guys to use. Tell me who do you think we should use, and I'll just make a note of that. And then with the guys I want to use. So he asked my opinion from guys. I'm sure he asked other people their opinion on guys. And he, he was pretty much the guy that started it, Grado. But when he told me that in July, right? I'm not joking. It was the biggest bunch of bullshit. But I'm not, not. I'm not because I don't trust you. Does you really? Yeah, well, come on, someone rings you up. You're in your butcher shop. The next thing you know, you're going to ITV wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wrestling's been away for 30 odd years, 40 years, whatever. Yeah, and telly people talk shit all the time. I, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. Maybe, maybe that this, this is a production company that's serious about it. They might run a show, but I can't see it being on ITV. Yep, yep. That is in my head thinking that is bullshit. You get what I mean? Yep. Right, so, but then, I'm not joking. I think it was in August, we got a contact on email. So someone was came with me from ITV, end of end of August or something. Aye, because we recorded. It was a spam folder, first of all. Aye. You run me up and said, "I got an email from check your email, check your spam folder." Well, I did. A guy called Aaron Brown, and then I didn't know who else they wrote. So I said, "He said, come to Manchester, have a meeting with the producers, and everything." I'm like, Fuck. Right. So I went down there. Obviously, I've checked. You know the visitors log. So signing my name in. Checked who else is. I was like, he's shit. He's shit. He shouldn't be on this. Thankfully, they weren't part. <laughs> Thankfully, they weren't part of the show. But I'm like, so I've seen the names. I think, oh, this is going to be a, obviously an interview. 
Yeah, yeah. Nighty kicked in, shitting myself. I'm at the fucking ITV studios, this, that, and the other. He's telling me, it's fine, don't worry about it. He's been around this kind of stuff all the time. At the meeting, they told us all this stuff they had planned. And to be honest, it sounded amazing. But it started off as a pilot. It was going to be a pilot. New Year's Eve, they want to create, get the essence of what World of Sport was because it's a brand that they've had for all these buzzwords like brand, this, that, and the other. They were yeah. It's a brand they want to rebuild and um, really pay homage to the past as well as create stars for the future. And if the pilot goes well, we'll be doing this a series. And the dream is not just one series. It's every weekend. They wanted to be gladiators. They wanted us to be on Action figures, game, lunchboxes. It was, that was all the plan was. Because um, the guy in charge was, what's his name? Um, Tom, Jeremy Carl. Tom, who Tom. was he was the creator of Jeremy Kyle and Judge Rinder. Judge Rinder, Ninja Warrior. Aye, so it was all the, all the kind of stuff. And uh, I you, had... Grader was the only guy out of the wrestlers, and I was the only one who knew this, who had contact with Tom. So we've had this meeting. I'm not, not every day I'm texting this guy. What's Tom saying? What's Tom? Is this happening? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then next, you know, we get told to keep it a secret, and they managed to get sixteen wrestlers, British wrestlers, to keep a secret for a month and a half, Never which happened. was a big achievement. No one told anyone, right? This is where problems happened amongst the the boys, in my opinion, of everyone else, the boys and girls on the scene. Was we get told, and then they get ready to announce we <laughs> we get announced that they announced the pilot, and they announced that it's going to be put on ITV on. Uh, New Year's Eve, and then our names will get announced, and everyone's like, "I thought we were friends. You couldn't tell me that." Yeah, Please, yeah. Pass my details, so we get in all this. Why didn't you tell me? You pass my details on. Or what about me? Maybe they haven't even filmed it yet. Let us film it. Let it be good. If it's good, we get a series. Then you'll get your chance. You know what I mean? So, um, why I say as well, but also like it was hard as well for me because. People were finding out that I was kind of the middleman between Tom and the wrestlers, and obviously I had gave a big list of wrestlers, but there was also some of the wrestlers that ITV looked up and looked at history or whatever, and yeah, well, was, had reasons that they didn't want to book them. Yeah. Yep. So, and I didn't want to turn around and, t- and tell them, "Look, they don't want you." you I guess why they don't want you? Yep. I, do you know what I mean? So it was hard for me as well. So I had to fucking sort of kayfabe a lot that I was, and I don't know, mate. I'm just like you and stuff like that, which. Uh, and he felt fucking terrible. I was on you because I can see your I, face. I was stressed out, man. I was totally stressed out about it. I had always corner you. The most random wrestlers contacted me. Obviously, there was my my pals and stuff like that, which I honestly felt terrible about. But they obviously had decided not use them for one reason or whatever. Um, but I mean, I was getting every wrestler under dog messaging me every day. Can you get me on this show? And, and it's ruining your experience as well, right? That's one of the reasons why I never answer my phone anymore. Right, because right. ITV, right, I'm showing wrestling. We're, we're the people, not saying, like, our generations brought it back onto ITV. That is a huge achievement. And <laughs> we can't enjoy it because everyone's trying to get a piece. Like, let, let us enjoy the achievement we've, you know, the 16 people have done. Yeah. He's getting it worse than everyone. Like, get me on, get me on, get me on. Here's my pictures. Here's my CVs. And what's he meant? He, you know, he can't say, like, I don't want you, mate. You know? And Sha, Sha, you were quite prominent in the kind of promo and the run-up to it as well, weren't you? I mean, you did... Did you know do some morning TV and stuff like that? I did, yeah. I, I did the GM... GM Good Morning Britain. Um, yeah. They weren't they great though for that. They weren't great though for that. But he couldn't do it. It was Pano, weren't it? I don't mean, my. And I f- yeah. was fucking so good. Because I was promised Piers Morgan and all that. And I had Piers Morgan in my head and all that shit. What I could do with him and stuff like that. But I had pantomime and there was no way that Ian was letting me go to it. 
but um, I was like, you need to get shot. As I mean, you need to get shot if fucking you're doing there. He was putting me forward for it anyway, but they put a lot of people that should not have been doing it. They put a couple of people on. I don't want to name names, right? But they put a couple of people on this morning. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Grado? Was it like Edward Zach? No, 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 not them two. They were oh. me. That was fine. The, the people on this morning. Oh, right. The, the, the week uh, before. She used nailed the GMTV one. The GMTV one was 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 great, but there was people. There was a couple of troops that went on this morning, and obviously it's an intimidating situation. But it got that you know. They kind of played it too real, you know. The, the ring is the, my tempo. I, you know, the ring is my tempo and all this. They want you to be fucking... Yeah. Right. And they were, you know, they were trying to yeah. you know, keep it, you know, we, I'm the wrestler and all that. And I'm like, fucking show a bit of personality, man. Go for it. When you, when you were on GMTV, there was quite a lot of people who were kind of like, like quite a lot of people online and stuff who were kind of like, ah, this is, this is probably going to be shite. After they saw you on GMTV, I remember them going, hey, this is, that was, that was cracking that bit. Cause you, so you smashed that segment on it, that. I appreciate it. It was him. He, Cause I was nervous. I've never done national mm. TV in that sense live. So he goes to me, Shaw, be loud, be proud, start making jokes with the camera people, high five people, and you'll get your confidence. And then when you go on screen, you'll be untouchable. Goes, That's the best thing. So I got in there and I was loud with the camera guys, high five, it's hello to the makeup ladies. You're right, girl, how are you? Good, yeah, good. Yeah. Touch up my face. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> and then did that. I like, saw diverse, diversity with their plugging their buttons tour. Right? Oh, yeah. Hello, he's not. I love Britain's Got Talent. How are you? Get a picture in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, that filled me with confidence. And then they came in and said, well, this is what we want to do. I was like, look, I'm not going to play. I want to be me. I don't I want to be mouthing. Yep. I won't swear. And, um, I started getting a fight with a weatherman off camera, which was good. It, it, it was good. It was a good environment. I really enjoyed it. But it's all just being loud and obnoxious and taking it. When you believe in what you're doing is real, it's going to come across that way. Yeah, yeah. You didn't come on TV, oh, I'm a wrestler. And I, I was just try, try to, try to, you know, try my best. That's not going to make you be... Like, like we'll, see how it, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Hopefully it will be good. Yeah, then give it 110%. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but so who was it? Who was it that was on that other? Who was it? Who who was in the other promo stuff? Who was it? Grado. I'm not bad in them. You're bad. They work in better places than I do right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so we can't say. But there was just some thought, you know, like it was our character to be loud and stuff like that. And she, you know, you know, uh, honestly, the rings, the rings my temple, you know. And it was all this trying to be, trying to get angry with the presenter because the presenter's asking questions like, you know, isn't this all just kid on and stuff like that? No, I can show you my moves right now. Kind of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, grab yeah. the hoodie. I fucking grab the kind of the scruff of the neck and stuff. Like, come on, man. you want me to show you about wrestling? So the New Year's Eve show happened, right? I'll be honest. We filmed it, right? So we filmed it. GR, we brilliant. Best one of the best experiences of my life. Media City in Manchester. The way it was set up, the um, the food, the, the runners, everyone looked up. We felt like stars. Jim Ross was popping in, you know what I mean, giving us a pep talk. Jim Ross gave the best pep talk I've ever been, ever had in my life. How good was that pep talk um, Jim Ross Aye. did? Really? It was great. Great. He was great. I can't remember. What did they say? What did they say? Do you remember? Your lockups have to be real. Aye. You have to believe here. I know it says believe here, but you don't have to believe here. Lockups have to be real. Every strike has to be real. You've got millions of people watching you out there. And this is your one shot. 
Why not? I can't do his accent. But he was, all that kind of carry on, and it was That's your heart's going. To, and then, and then suddenly he goes, the first match is on, and you're all like, ah, fucking, let's do it, Aye. screaming. And Fear Fox, Fear Fox, DJ, by the way, because. Um, somebody actually wished my happy birthday on Instagram and they, they, they tagged a, a video of me beating Dave Massive and Fair, Fair Fox to JR, man. He never phoned in with that commentary. It was, oh, it's a cutter! It's a cutter! It's a cutter! Moreno has won! Oh, my God! You know, he'd, he'd fucking hit all his, yep. his, uh, his catchphrases and stuff like this. He was, he was a great commentator. So then we did it. We it, was did over, it. it was over two days. I will say, I've got a funny Jim Ross, Jim Ross right? So he's... um. We're, do, we're doing over two days. The first day was rehearsals, entrance timings, all that. But Jim Ross is on commentary for it all. So we're going through stuff, what we're doing in the show. That's what we're only comfortable about. When we know a lot of the wrestlers, because they want, the ITV wanted the wrestlers to choreograph their match and date front of the cameras exactly bit by bit what they were going to do. And that just can't happen. Yeah. It just can't happen. You need to feel the crowd. So, you know, we had wrestlers in there trying to do the match that they were going to do and you know and then they're uh, you know cut right take it back reset bam 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 and JR's sitting out there crab it because he's there he's just come off a plane he's fucking you know I mean he's watching oh he's rolling about the ring like a pair of fannies mm. and he's having to rehearse commentary so they didn't get off the best start with that one didn't you know nah he didn't like, he didn't like and, they, and they, they didn't give him his proper chair they gave him his shitty chair to sit on for like was it hours just to do the run through of his commentary, mm-hmm. but this was the thing was because whatever match was rehearsing in the ring, he was on commentary, but his commentary was on that we could hear it in the green room. Wow! And there was some gold coming out of his mouth. He was playing folk. Fuck it. Was he? It <laughs> 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 was great. All the boys could hear it, and then, you know, the boys would come back. How was it? What did you say? I thought he loved it, mate. <laughs> he loved it, mate. He loved it. And I was like, and I'm like, I had to, I'm about to pull him aside. I was, Right, right, what did you really say? I can take it. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Shut up, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it was, it was, it was, you hear him groan as well. So they're planning a spot. Yeah, he doesn't make sense. And he goes, It's going to be one of them nights. It's going to be one of them nights. <laughs> Beautiful. But the, but the show, the show went so well, didn't it? It, it did. We got 1.6 million, right? Now, you put that in context, right? ITV, maybe not so much, but in wrestling content, that's yeah. more Pirates than WrestleMania. That's CNXT and AEW. They're getting that combined weekly for our country in America. We beat that in a pilot. Yeah. So yeah. we're getting told this is going to happen. And obviously, after it's aired, they're all happy and stuff. Then we get called in March. But impact wrestling will be part of it. So I can uh, take this. Uh, so right, yeah, how did how did this happen? How did so this happen? Getting involved. Work for impact, so he can take it. Well, at, that, at this point, my visa had expired, right? And it was somebody at TNA that had gave me the advice to say, "Look, why don't you act as a middleman between what? See, I don't want to say that I was the fucking com- big right now. He is hey, the God's honest truth. Here's the God's honest truth, right? Tom, Tom. Tom was in contact with me back and forth every day. It eventually stopped, right? And has contact I, stopped? I mean him it stopped. The contact yeah. stopped, right? And uh, Tom had eventually texted me back like two weeks later, and he says, "Look, you're going to be happy." He goes, "Look, we need the money from this company to to run the show. We need somebody to come in and promote it." And he, he says, "I can't say who just now, but you will be happy." So then I find out for somebody in TNA that. That Jarrett has contacted World of Sport, 
um, and offered his services. And I think Tom was looking for some some sort of funding anyway after ITV to go over the series. So then somebody had told me, look, you, you should do the whole I scrub your back, you scrub my back type ideal. I remember I was coming, uh, driving back for Aberdeen and Jeff Jarrett phoned me and he says, look, I've put a deal for ITV. I've offered him a deal. He was like, um, can you can you put me over type idea? And so, well, I was like, well, can you get me a contract, another contract with, with Impact? And he says, don't even worry about that. That's sorted. So then I started to kind of act as a middleman between Tom and Jeff Jarrett. And the, the idea initially was to be that Jeff would get involved and run the show. And it was nay, the only talk... Uh, Impact of being, being involved was they would get the the footage right. They wouldn't have it wouldn't be a TNA show. There wouldn't be TNA wrestlers on it. They would just acquire the footage. Um, but then our, as months started to go by, it started to be all oh, there's going to be two or three Impact wrestlers. But, but was there a money? Was there a money? Said like was did Jeff Jarrett put money in it, or did he, he was, just? Or was he it was, purely? They were going to put in so much percentage. Into, into the tapings, you know, to maybe to like fund the, fund the three days taping, and they would get the the footage here and uh, merchandise and stuff like this. That's what kind of what they were talking about. Um, but then it got to the the point where um, ITV announced that they were, well, we're going to be running in Preston, weren't we? Three days in Preston. Three days and, in but Preston. But it was paid shows, so it was taken out of the studio, which was really good, which we all liked. Wow. That was when the first alarm, alarm bells went off, when it was like, it's three days in Preston, which want people to pay, which is 1,400-seater venue for British wrestling. Very hard sell. So that's, it could be empty. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. Yeah. All right. So then <clears throat> um, I started to hear we rumblings that TNA were going to have mere involvement in terms of talent, and I just, as soon as that happened, I went, oh, my God. Because at that point... Period, the resting, at that point, Impact, no disrespect, Grado, I know you worked there at the time, wasn't... It was going down, mate. It was yeah. Jeff Jarrett who just took them over. He had fired everybody. Angle was away. Mark Hardy was just about to go away. Um, you know, there was uh, your Dreamers, your Brodus Clays, all these guys. They were all kind of, they, they had all right been ran out of tune. And it was kind of his GWF. Was, amazing, right? yeah, aye, that's right. Yeah. But he's always, all this global wrestling force mob. He was starting to book because obviously it was cheaper oh, for Jeff. Yeah, the Noah. Did you these folk. And then I can always remember, you know, one night there was a tweet: Impact are going to be involved. And I think like the first wrestler they announced was Bobby Lashley, which you're like, fair enough, right? Bobby Lashley, no bad, no bad. Again, we wanted we wanted it to be British, right? We wanted it to be British, but then we're opening up ideas today. Right? It's going to be Britain versus America, right? But then I'm thinking to myself, I'm the champ. How the fuck can I go against Bobby Lashley? Do you know what I mean? Like, how the fuck is that going to be? First, it was the press conference, though, right? So we had the press before they announced Bobby Lashley, right? We had the press conference where they announced the series, and we all turned up, and this is what set the tone and made us all fall out bodies, right? We we're doing the press conference. And you could see there was animosity between Jarrett and some of the producers at ITV. I don't think you mind me saying this. So you know when Jarrett's trying to produce the segment where we're doing the pull apart and the press conference, and then you got um, who's who's not Tom Simon? Is it Simon? The other one, Butlins, Evan, love him. him. That's Simon. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a man in bunts. Yeah. There was one. There was one wrestler that I recommended, and I said, "Look, he's really good. He can go." He's a top athlete. He's been doing it for years. And he just went, I'm sorry, Gero, but he's just a man in punts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, he's obviously, I, I get this, that Simon doesn't like Jeff Jarrett. 
Did you get that impression at the press conference? Because be he's saying, Garrett's, we're not allowed to punch in World of Sport. No head strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime time TV. So, Jarrett's going, and you punch this guy here, you punch him there, you punch yourself there. And then, Simon's going, excuse me, excuse me. They can't punch. They know that here. They can't punch. They can't punch. Someone didn't tell him. They can't punch. <laughs> and Jarrett's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. Can't throw a punch, apparently. You know, I was like, is there some heat there? Because this Aye. is weird. So, we're and, getting told, and we're all paraded out for this press conference, and Jerry Borax was doing the, answering the questions for the press and the audience. And again, it seemed like this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Then they announced Bobby Lashley. It's going to be good. But also, Nick Aldis was at that press conference as well, and that kind of, I mean, we all love Nick. Nick's great, but we're just like, what's he doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, he wasn't That's in his wrestling gear. Before the NWA title or anything like that. What, we, we were all being told to put our wrestling gear, and he, he refused. So straight away, that set a bit of a... He's looking cool as a cat, and he's fucking three-piece uh, suit. And, you know, cunts are walking about with fucking gimp masks on, and, you know, their bellies hanging yeah. out and stuff like that. We kind of was like, come on, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm not joking. So I announced Bobby Laxey, which is good. I don't know so how to get So it felt like a kind of us and them thing. Yeah. In, uh, we, could, we could have played off that. It could have been a good story. America versus UK. We could have played off that. They filmed vignettes for all of us. We sat down and spoke with the, the um, TV guys. They made little packages for us. Yep. It's all going. They announced Bobby Lashley is coming. WRS and the straw the water cam was back. You, well, you, it was Co- Congo Kong Congo is coming Kong. to Impact Wrestling. And no, coming, coming to, to WRS Coming, no, coming to ITV, Kong, I was like this. I'm not joking. Text here. I went, this is fucked. This mm. is fucked. Two days later, cancelled. No, not cancelled, mm. postponed. We're all, went, all the guys that are on that, more or less in a bit of a depression, right? Well, not, obviously, don't want to make light of that, but we're sad. We're down. So, we've all backed WOS. What's happening while WOS is doing this series of impact? Um, UK is just like, they just crowned... Uh, Tyler Bate is the champion. Him and Pete Dunne have told the house down at NXT UK. They just announced some um, uh, tapings. They're doing more WWE UK stuff. And the, we, we, we committed to WOS whereas when we're watching, which at the time, the guys at WOS were considered the A-team in the UK. Yep. And we're watching all the other guys. We're all getting forgotten about now. The guys on WWE UK are all up here. Legit turning to stars. WWE have made them stars. So that was hard to take. Nothing in the horizon. Then from there, what culture cancelled 10 shows? Five-star wrestling started cancelling shows. It was in the same meeting. That summer, I lost so much money from wrestling. A lot of us wanted to quit. But then what happened with um, a glimmer of hope? But, but why, why did the postponement happen? Why did that initial postponement well, happen? Was it because of the WWE making moves in the UK? No, it, it was. It just it was completely of broke. Impact. It was it impact. Broke, it broke down with impact, and I. Right. So like Jeff was that look. The relationship out, collapsed. Mm-hmm. Right, the relationship clashed on money. We found out from Tom. Tom said, "Look, I had to pull the plug when I did because if I didn't, there might have been not another series. This would have been one and done. Whereas you want to have potential to have a few more. Yeah. Right. So." They pulled their plug, and then we didn't know what was going on. We thought dead. Then obviously behind the scenes, they're trying to get the money sorted for another series. I always used to say to Grado, text Tom. It's been two months. And you would you stay in contact with him, didn't you? Yep, aye. Yeah, and then the next thing you know, 
with like three weeks notice, we get a call, we get an email saying the series is happening in May, we're filming in May 2018. So just under a year of being upset, bitter, angry that something that could have been so good wasn't happening. But also at the same time we're depressed, but at the same time we had that kind of feeling in the back of our minds, look, it's going to happen, don't worry. We're going to get on ITV, it's going to be an absolute hit. Well, when, when, when did the when did the first talk happen? When did you get that phone call for Grado again, Sha? Middle of 2016, wasn't it? It was the Mid- first phone call, July yeah. 2016. Mm-hmm. July 2016, and then you were filming the series in May 2018, is that yeah. right? Aye. We did, we did the pilot, we filmed the pilot in November. Well, right, weirdly, weirdly it's probably kind of standard for telly stuff. Like, that's that's what even... I always used to say, Isha, and that's yeah, what I always used to say at the nurses. I'd go, look. I understand that, but because I'm, I'm close with Grado, all the boys, all the girls who are part of the show are telling me what's the deal with Grado. So, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I now know that TV, it takes a long time to get a series on board, right? But to us, it's wrestling. We're seeing... Like I said, NXT UK is just skyrocketed like that. Yeah, and was the world was the world of sport contract construct? Was it structured so that you couldn't perform on a WWE show? Was it a, was it yeah, was, was, it was, was it an high. exclusive yeah, deal? Exclusive I mean, deal. I, I think the best one Indies, but this is the thing: that the contracts originally stated that we had to get changed. You couldn't run shows with more than a thousand people. And I was like, no, that has to change because British wrestling is good right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're giving me a lump sum for a series. But weirdly, I mean, that's a TV show. I mean, that's that's quite unprecedented, really. When in terms of TV contracts, that they would that they would write anything like that in a TV contract. You know, no, what I mean, you couldn't like if you were only standards, where they would tell you, well, you can't be in any other teleprogram. You know what I mean? I, or it's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I had to get my agent to sort out because it said in my contract, look, you can't perform on BBC. You can't perform on Channel Four. And I says, look. You know, I've got a fucking TV show on BBC, blah, blah, blah. But yep. he, Tom always just, I do, you, you, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I don't know whether that just came for the mega head folk and they just wanted to make, make sure that maybe they'd done the show then straight away done like fucking snog marry a void. You know what I mean? Yeah, or come yeah. down with me or something like that. I think that was a kind of issue with Crime that. watch. <laughs> I think some of them did. But um, then this, really got, this really got interesting is when, when we finally did the series, this was... They obviously wanted the original crew back who did the pilot. Yeah. As soon as they started interviewing people again, I went up there for another meeting. And I was like, and I, I said straight away, this is something I've wanted because I've been great. I've wanted this for years. Like since they told us we wanted it, one series. It, they give us this one series. Who knows what's going to happen? So I'm committed, very much committed to doing this one series. So I signed pretty much straight away. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing it. But then like all the guys that are on the original got signed by NXT, NXT UK started signing everyone. Then they started signing the guys that even they had interviewing just in passing. They signed a lot of the, the guys as far as I'm aware. The Coffees who were meant to be on it, Kenny Williams. Yep. Kenny Williams. They tried to get Rampage Brown. Rampage Brown was out there. I mean, he'll... He yeah, he's a, he's a, he went, nah. He, he, knocked, he knocked WWE back. He knocked, yeah. yeah. He knocked WWE back to do the World of Sport hang. I mean, uh, I mean, I always think this is my uh, theory. But it, it did go... It, sorry, Shaki Bunyan, but it did get to the point where it was like, fuck... Who's left? Mm. Right we before we start, we had to come up with contingency rosters. Remember that? Maybe we can get him to replace him. Right. They needed to have a definite roster in like a three-day period. It all happened so quick. But this is the thing, is right. This is. Did it, did it not feel? Did it feel? Did it feel like? 
Did, did it feel for you that the WWE had seen what was happening with World of Sport and had accelerated what they were doing with WWE UK and NXT UK? Did it feel I, like that? Yeah, I reckon it... they, the plan was always, they're going to this. They're gonna do this everywhere. They're, they're yeah, yeah. Their, brand of, their brand of wrestling will be everywhere. And I think that has always been their goal. But, but they definitely seem to start moving faster. When yeah, World of Sport happened. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon that is the case. That's not bad. I, I don't blame them. It's smart business on them part. Yeah. But it was it was it was drastic being on the other side and seeing because we all became friends doing that pilot and all close and a lot of us do ICW that are on that pilot. We all did it. So we're all very close. Yeah. And we lost. Uh, we lost I mean, look at GR. Look at GR. They signed GR to a contract yeah. to stop him yeah. today in World of Sport. So we, we, when we, when this is going back to 2017. They've announced the deal with him. Um, the impact, the series is coming. JR gets a job. Straight away. In 2017. Like, two weeks later, he was, he was uh, in WWE UK commentating, wasn't he? Yeah. You just offered them a guarantee. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. But I mean, it's crazy, but it's totally Te- understandable. Textbook WWE, it's 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 WWE. Textbook WWE. Textbook WWE. But I mean, we all... Before the series, um, so we've done the series, and we actually remember we actually thought to ourselves the very last day of the tapings, they had been working behind scenes. We had been getting footage, and like people doing their work. Oh, we've done so much gritty stuff, man. That's these that's gritty footage, and they showed like a preview video on the last day, and we couldn't have been any more pumped because if you go back and watch it, rather, but it is a Screamer, I illegally, I illegally filmed it on my phone. It said no phone. <laughs> I'm not Australian one, so I took it on my phone and filmed it. You got all yeah. the roster watching it on the big screen. So it's like it's like a comic con or something. They're not the animal going, yes, fucking all cheering. It's a beautiful video. I mean, I'd love mm. to share it, but I don't know what to. I uh, would, but yeah, wasn't it like that? The atmosphere. It was brilliant. We were yeah. just so and, pumped. And then, yeah. then again. I reckon it is a case of television, television people doing a wrestling show instead of wrestling people doing a television show. Well, that was exactly it because we knew right, right, right for the first episode that they done, it was like watching it on a fucking speedboat, like yeah. the camera I mean, flashing to the crowd and just the wavy cameras. And there yeah. was a couple of cool shots. They had a couple of like cameras in the buckle. They had cameras above the this, ring. This what, one, you remember this? So a lot of good ma- all the matches got cut. So. The Hills, right? I know we can say this kind of stuff when it's a wrestling podcast. The Hills couldn't give heat to the baby faces because that is too one-sided. So all the heats in all the matches were cut. So straight away, all the edited to you get a strike, this and that's a heat. Pan to the crowd. Then and then stalking the opponent. Pan to the crowd. Another strike, then a little cut. You could never get the full match going because that had to cut. The heat out. You have to cut strikes to the head out. Yeah. Um, when you're on the floor, you can't attack them. This is all stuff that you can't put on ITV, apparently. So why, why put on a wrestling show? Or give us the list of rules and we'll work around it for you. Yeah, yeah. And it was... And, and I mean, week, it every was, week, every Sunday morning, man, it was like... I hate it. I was embarrassed. Like, I'm proud of what I've done. We're proud of what we achieved. Proud of the show. But it was fucking horrible. The abuse, the abuse it was getting. But I mean, I mean, wrestling fans hated it, and the punters just never watched. I just didn't believe it was like it's hard now for for children to, to be in a house at five pm on a Saturday night. When somebody's interested in their iPads and watching 
was it Oni Nelsa, the fucking two Barbie doll things and all this carry on? Do you know, people unpackaging fucking Christmas presents. That's what the Waynes love to watch now. It's hard, that kind of era when people, when Waynes watch the telly at 5 pm, it's that's all away now. But I mean, every week the ratings would just go down and down and down, but at the same time, but the, the content of the show just goes. the board, on the player, they did well. they did well. It's still done compared to the numbers. A million a I, week across both platforms. I think the lowest we got, what, what was it, maybe 800,000 or something like that? Yeah, 800,000 lowest. And what was, what was what was NXT's ratings this week in America? Aye. 600, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's, everyone's doing this. So what did they say at the end of the series? Like, how did they, did they say we might come back or did they kind of go... We had the tour. We had the tour. That's right. We had the tour. The tour was amazing. It was like the... Well, he, he, I'll tell you one thing about World of the Sport, right? WS, right? We watched the show. We, the series we were only thrilled with, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something, right? We Board done that. We done that tour, and we showed up to the the first night. Uh, I can't remember. If it was the first night, Sha? Was it Plymouth or something like that? No, Southampton. 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 Place was packed, Rob. The place was absolutely packed, and you want to know what? See the fans. They knew every wrestler and other gimmicks in the ring. We thought nobody's watched us. They're not going to know Hoffies. They know Creator's gimmick. They know Shaz's gimmick. They know, you know what I mean? They, they just, Aye. there was an audience that watched it. There was Wayne's and we'd done the, 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 the meet and greets after the show and you'd get families that go, Oh, you feel like stars. You did feel like stars. My boy hasn't taken this off the plan. He loves it. He loves it. He thinks she's all great. And that was really an eye opener because obviously we were used to getting the shit online after wrestling fans, but you're forgetting that there's a tiny powerful. proportion. It's that thing, mm-hmm. in it? It's like what you read online is a tiny, tiny, and really unbelievably tiny proportion of the, the, the full audience that watches something. This one we realised well. So, what me and Grado are having a fag, a fag cigarette outside the back as we do at shows. Then we see a family. Two, two families walking down and with so I just um, to bother you sir can we get a picture with huge fans and we're like this fuck <laughs> you know what I mean the realisation that we can't be smoking at the back if this I'll is tell you something doing. thank god they weren't walking by when you were crouching down behind a bin with an apple <laughs> <laughs> Listen, boys, we're going to have to we're going to have to wrap up this interview. It's been like it's been it's brilliant. Been great, but, I mean, but yeah. right, so the tour happened. But was there a final? Was there a final moment where you knew? Oh, that's it. It's definitely no, no. I was still waiting to see these. The final straw. Sorry, the final straw is when they start TV put AEW on the TV. That was that. That was that. There's our one thing I was saving on for is right. They turned up to the Blackpool show on the tour. We had the 2,000 people there. It looked better than an oh, XT takeover oh. Blackpool. It looked better than that. It looked amazing. Crowd, the family, all everything was noisy, beautiful atmosphere. That the executives saw that. But we might have a chance, a slim chance, they might do another series. Then they put AEW on the TV. And so it was like, nah, they're not gonna then why would they waste money when, when AEW giving them this footage for free? Yeah, so, just, yep. Makes no sense. And that's yeah. what we're talking about. That's a brilliant interview because I think that's the first time anybody has probably heard a good, full, thorough story about how the world of sport thing happened. And I think it's important. I'm going to lie to you. It, it, it bothers me. I'm bothered in the way that I feel like I can never publicly be proud of what we achieve. Again, I keep saying this. ITV, British wrestling ITV is an institution in this country, right? Generations know about it and we got it back. Yeah. We can never put a picture on Instagram or tweet us how proud we are because we will get slagged off and slated for it. So true. And uh, it's one thing where I'm proud of. Uh, I wish it ended up better, but 
But I also good. think, but I genuinely think it's not just about that. I genuinely think you gave WWE a fright. I genuinely think wow. you gave them a fright when you did that. You know? I, I, and yeah. I think that's something, the fact that this massive organization saw this and went, we need to move now. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean it's yeah. something in itself. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure a lot of the guys, in the guys that work there, I mean, can't be naive enough to know that. Maybe it won't be, it wasn't the entire reason because WWE always had this plan to go in all these other markets. Yeah. But they can't not sit there and say that the fact that World of Sport coming back to ITV was a little spark, spark, spark of a match. To like oh, definitely. That spark of a match. We spoke yeah. to guys in WWE that said, look, the, you know, WWE... Or fucking make the, the wheels are in motion right now. They've heard the whistles even before the pilot was announced. They knew that we were in talks to get wrestling back on TV. There was Stooges gone back to WWE. Yeah. There was people that worked in ITV that had contacts in America, and they were saying, "Look, this is what's happening yep. in the UK." And they just put the they put the fucking break down, the the gas down, maybe say. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. I should third appearance. Thanks for having me again. I can't Listen, wait for round four. Yeah, you'll be back for round four because we've still got loads of stuff to cover Definitely, with you. But that was, was beautiful to hear that, that story, man. That was brilliant, brilliant to hear that. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks so much, Sha. So, but just all we need today now is decide who our listener of the week is, Grado. Our listener of the week is going to be. I think Longy, the guy with the giant haystack story. The guy you get hit and he yeah, uh, giant tank lollipop. Because that's a belt. Get the belt on him. Get the strap on Lungy. Get the belt on the big one. Get the strap on Lungy. Uh, so look, remember, we now go twice a week. So you can catch us on a Friday, me and Gradle, and the Marks podcast on a Tuesday. Who this week, we've got a couple of questions in with the champ himself, Drew Mantine. Uh, remember to review, rate us, subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. Gradle uh, knows all about Apple's. Also, remember to get on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to check out the video version. Why not buy yourself a t shirt? Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. This is me and Gredo's uh, bread and butter. I need to sell this merch. So, Gredo, what's your plans for the rest of the week? Uh, work. Rest. Aye, working. Working, Dane Radio. Suddenly, somebody's talking to John here or something. Sorry, He's... a small child is running through the room and stole my wallet. Finley! Stole your Finley. wallet? Write it down, go. You're ruining the podcast, go. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. It's a beautiful wee family moment to end on. Such a sweet guy. Beautiful. Right. Uh, up yourself. Up yourself. It's yourself. Up yourself, hi. Up the road. Up the road. It's yourself. It's yourself. It's yourself. Uh, listen, yeah, I'll send yeah. you a picture of that award, right? Aye. Fucking get it up you. See you later, troops. See you later, guys. Congrats. congrats. Bye-bye. Audio Frontier. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.